Are you aware of what nurse practitioners are capable of and what it means to be an independent NP with your own business and your own digital presence? Well, stay tuned as we dig deep into what it takes to make that happen here on episode 214 of The Nurse Keith Show. Well, hello and welcome to The Nurse Keith Show. I am so grateful you're listening, whether it's your first time tuning in or you have been hanging out with me here on the airwaves for months or maybe even years. Thank you for being part of the growing Nurse Keith Nation. This podcast, of course, is all about you and your nursing career, and I'm here to share education, inspiration, and ideas that can get you moving in a positive and inspired direction. Meanwhile, if you want to see the show notes for this episode, you can follow along at nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 214, 214 episodes. Well, we are here with Chris Clark, one of the faces behind ActiveNP.com, and we are going to talk all about nurse practitioner and nurse business development and all sorts of things about nurse practitioners. So, Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Keith. I'm happy to be here. You're welcome. And we are going to talk all about ActiveNP. And the first question, though, that I want to ask you is... What statistic about nurse practitioners in the year 2019 do you find fascinating or encouraging at this particular time in history? So, Keith, the most fascinating uh, statistic that I think is how fast this market is growing. From 2016 to 2026, the job market for nurse practitioners are supposed to increase by 31%. So the, it's very lucrative, and I recommend as many people get on board as, as quickly as possible for this growing movement. Oh, yes. And, you know, job growth is at about 17 to 19% for registered nurses, I think. I have to double check that, but it's somewhere in that vicinity. So 31% for NPs is awesome. And I know that doesn't hold for every single geographic area in the country, but that gives us a snapshot that NPs are kind of exploding right now. So of course. are there any stats you see out there that are giving you any cause for concern or at least a little bit of a pause? Well, so there's not necessarily concern for nurse practitioners Although they can really capitalize on the stat that I'm about to present, by 2025, there's supposed to be a shortage of 90,000 uh, physicians throughout the country that do not represent primary care. So this is this is a big issue, and it's something that nurse practitioners can come in and fix if the proper legislation is in place. Now, I, I do have some stats, or actually some uh, bills that are in place right now that will allow nurse practitioners to practice in certain states that in the past have been known as restricted states. Oh, yes. So, yeah. So, for instance, Florida, there's this first, the first bill that I'm going to speak about is HB 821. And this bill grants them full autonomous practice within the state of Florida. Uh, there's also this bill, Assembly Bill 890, which allows them independent practice in California. And this other bill, 1792, which will, will, will grant them practice, independent practice within Texas. So there's a lot going on. And it's just, it's pretty incredible. 
And this other bill I'd like to speak about, H.R. 2150, uh, the Home Health Care Planning Improvement Act of 2019. And this legislation would allow PAs, NPs, and other advanced practice nurses to uh, certify home health care services. And this will potentially cut physicians out of the equation. Ooh, and that's that's a federal law, right? H.R. 2150? Yeah, that is a federal law. Ooh, so that's before Congress right now. Interesting. Okay, so we've got Florida, California, Texas Mm -hmm. looking at autonomy, and then we have the feds looking at PAs, NPs, and other APRNs or advanced practice providers being able to certify home health, which is a brilliant idea, and boy- Gosh, didn't we think of that before? Uh, so we, yeah, we really need that. So I live here in New Mexico, where I believe we had one of the first, or maybe the first state with independent nurse practitioner, fully autonomous practice, and we have one of the widest scopes of practice for NPs in the country. And the executive director of the New Mexico Nurse Association, Deborah Walker, was really intrinsically involved back then to get that passed. So. Yes, we have what, like half the country now where nurse practitioners are autonomous? Yeah, it's about 22 states, 22. the District of Columbia and Guam. So NPs have full practice authority in those states and territories. Uh, and then also within the Veterans Administration. Yes, yes. With, within the VA, of course. Now, and there are some, I mean, there were some uh, bills last year that that unfortunately got vetoed, and this for in particular uh, the H twenty four fifty one, which would have allowed independent practice within Massachusetts. But you know, I looked up the stats for that, and unfortunately, it got vetoed. So, but I mean, there's other moving parts, so we'll we'll see what happens. You know, it's so interesting. Massachusetts and California are generally leaders in many ways in various aspects of healthcare, but they have actually had some of the most restrictive practice for nurse practitioners from my point of view. And that's probably because the physician lobbying groups are so powerful there, right? That is exactly it. And you know, <laughs> just just as my conversations with within the NP and nursing community, it it really is almost like a war out there. You know, there are really physicians that do not want NPs to be able to practice to their uh to their f- full scope of knowledge. And it's it's really upsetting because the primary care in this country isn't being catered to as it should be, and especially in rural areas. So, you know, these physicians are are lobbying against it. But I always say that, you know, just as a physician refers patients to a specialist when it goes beyond their scope of knowledge, the same goes for a nurse practitioner. So just having more people in there in our healthcare system that could provide helping hands to patients in need, I don't see a dilemma with that at all or an issue. Absolutely. But we're looking at a power structure here. We're looking at a hierarchy and some people would say patriarchy, though, you know, medicine is becoming more female, which I think is great, but we are looking at an overall patriarchal system. So it is being dismantled slowly, but it is definitely a painful process. And you're right. It is like a battle out there. And, you know, we've won some of the skirmishes and battles, but there's the larger war. And we don't like to think of it in those terms. But when you have state hospital associations and you have medical boards and lobbyists fighting tooth and nail to keep nurse practitioners from having that level of autonomy, it's a difficult 
lift. It's a heavy lift. And my understanding is that one reason the doctor of nursing practice is coming into being, and it's not legislated or required anywhere yet, is that it's going to cause hopefully cause certain quarters of the healthcare system and the public to see that there's parity of education between these APRNs and doctors and give NPs a little bit of a leg up. But having to get that doctoral degree is a lot of work and a lot of money and a lot of loans. So not everyone's choosing to go the DNP route right now. No, no, but it is definitely growing, and it's it's a growing movement to to get that DMP degree. Uh, but yeah, it does take a lot more time and a lot more money. You're completely right about that. And hopefully, once this becomes more mainstream, you know, maybe these physicians or just individuals that are might worry about seeing an MP will feel a little bit more at ease. I hope so. And you know, I would love to see public service announcements and. TV commercials and radio spots highlighting what nurse practitioners do and why they're so important. Because a lot of citizens just don't understand what they're capable of. Do you agree with that? Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And there's this misconception is just embedded in our society that, you know, oh my gosh, I don't want to see a nurse practitioner. I'd rather see a physician. Well, you know, they give just as adequate care, uh, if not better, some statistics show, mm-hmm. you know, because the nurse practitioner combines the caring aspect just as they do with the diagnostic aspect, you know, and it's, it's really, it's really something else. It's a great, it's a great collaboration of, of the two. That's true. And if If you think about it, nursing education and medical education are very, very different. And you could say on some levels, maybe nursing education can be a little more holistic, not always, but often can be a little more holistic and take the patient into account more than medical training does. I think that is changing in medical training. I think there are positive signs out there. I've spoken with a number of young female medical students, and there's many of them now, and I do feel like there's a sea change happening, especially with the millennial generation coming into power, right? The millennials have not quite completely taken over the workforce, but baby boomers are on their way out. You know, they're starting to retire in more and more numbers. Uh, Gen Xers are also getting older. And the millennials are the largest portion of the workforce now in most industries. And my hope is that with this open-mindedness of the millennial generation and this, this acceptance and more, just more broader scope of how they view society and how they view hierarchies, for instance, I think we're going to see big changes over the next 20 years. Do you think so too? Oh, I completely agree. And, you know, it's it's funny you say that about millennials coming in and, uh, you know, taking the stage. We have this section on our website called NP Facts. Mm-hmm. And uh, the fa- this facts page, we get it uh, right from AANP. And it's it's funny that the average age of an MP is about 49 years old. So Ooh. as these baby boomers and uh, Gen X uh, individuals are aging, you know, these millennials will be coming in to take the take take over. And hopefully by the time they're ready to take the throne, for lack of better words, mm-hmm. you know, we'll have full autonomy all over the country. 
Right. You know? Right. And we'll have more millennial doctors and hopefully yes. there'll be more open mindedness and more collaboration. Cause that's what I'm hearing from millennial medical students. I'm hearing a lot of talk of, you know, opening things up, making things more transparent, creating more robust conversations about holistic care and integrative and functional medicine. So a lot of exciting things are happening now. And I'm looking on activenp.com forward slash facts right now. And it uh -huh. says there are more than 270,000 nurse practitioners licensed in the US right now. And more than 26,000 new NPs completed their academic programs between 2016 and 2017. So there's a lot going on and 99.1% of NPs have graduate degrees. So we're exactly, really yes. seeing a highly educated workforce. And I mean, I see a nurse practitioner, my wife sees a nurse practitioner, many of our friends do, and I love the care that I receive from NPs. Of course, of course. You know, I've, I, when I first started seeing an NP, the reason being is because I feel like my doctor just kind of wanted me in and out. And it was very formal. And, you know, I just felt like I wasn't getting not only the physical care I need, but the mental and emotional care I need. And she was uh, great about that. And, you know, 87.1% are certified in the area of primary care, you know. So most of these 270,000 nurse practitioners, do primary care. Right. Which is so important. And if I don't have the statistics at my fingertips right now, but if we look at the preventive care statistics between the United States and other industrialized countries, I don't like to say first world countries. I just don't believe in using first world and third world, but industrialized, highly developed countries, the U.S. is doing terribly in terms of preventive care. And yes. we're also doing terribly in terms of how much we spend on healthcare, which is astronomical compared to the results that we're getting. So obviously something needs to change. And yes, I'm biased, but I think this, this ascendance of nurse practitioners into more places of power and autonomy and the ability to practice independently, that is what's going to move the needle in terms of preventive care. That's what I say anyway. Well, Keith, you and I spoke uh, before we started recording about how I'm not a nurse, okay, right? right? And but I'm I'm aware enough to understand how these NPs could affect our society in a positive way. So, you know, it's it's interesting how so many people are against it. But I say, you know, I'm I say let's let's have it. Let's let's give it to them and let's make make our healthcare just better. Absolutely. And, you know, the people behind ActiveNP.com are you, Chris Clark, and then your friend Frank Juan. And Correct. you lead the team around business development and Frank's expertise is digital marketing, web design and development. So neither of you are nurses, correct? Correct. Correct. Yeah. And so you have half a decade of experience working with NPs, more than 10 years in web design and digital marketing. And what I understand about Active NP is that your mission is to help nurse practitioners with the struggles around getting noticed and getting seen and actually being able to to create the businesses they want to create, right? 
Exactly, exactly. Because, you know, without visibility or customer communication, you won't be able to get the patients that you need to sustain a business, uh-huh. you know. And even though in, in nursing, it's all about caring for the patients. And that may be true, but it's also important to be able to run a successful business, especially for these entrepreneurs. Yes. And are you seeing out there when people get in touch with you, are you seeing great excitement about being entrepreneurs? Are you hearing trepidation or are you hearing like, oh my God, I wouldn't touch that with a 10 foot stethoscope. I mean, what, what kind of messages do you receive back from NPs when you talk to them about this idea of setting up their own practice in a digital presence? Well, I think, you know, it, it, it varies uh, the reactions I get. Mm-hmm. Some are very concerned and very worried and others are very optimistic. And I think that's that's really how it is in any kind of business or any industry. You know, there's always that variation of what what these uh, individuals are feeling. But so we what we do here, along with like our web and digital services, we also try to kind of just push them in the right direction and say, listen, you could do this. You know, we, we try to be a positive voice for this demographic and you know we get great feedback in return they they love that we're create we have a marketing uh, slash web agency that's specifically for nurse practitioners and like i was saying before keith you know we're really for any nurse entrepreneurs although we do believe in nurse practitioners being able to have their own uh, practice and be able to provide primary care any nurse that you know is interested in marketing or web design, feel free to reach out to us. You know, we, we want to help the whole community because the whole community is so supportive. That's wonderful. And we're going to take a very quick break. And Chris, when we come back, we are going to dig a little deeper into what you do and the challenges you're seeing for those who want to start businesses and also advice you have for nurses and or nurse practitioners out there who are thinking of heading in that direction. So don't touch that dial and we will be right back. So now we're going to take a pause for the cause for just a moment. Please consider becoming a patron of the Nurse Keith Show, just like other listeners who value the show so much that they want to give just a little bit each month to support the work we're doing here. When you pledge, you not only get the satisfaction of helping produce and support the show, you also get some pretty nifty premiums and gifts directly from yours truly. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash nurse Keith to read all about it. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash nurse Keith. Also, please consider signing up for my newsletter at nursekeith.com so that you can receive my bi-weekly message just for you. Finally, if someone you know could benefit from career coaching with me, please consider referring them. And if they become a paying client, even if they do one session, you'll receive credit for one hour of coaching with me. And there's no expiration date on that credit. And you can keep it in your back pocket until you need it most. Remember that you can refer as many people as you like and continue to earn those coaching credits over time. What a deal. Those are my sincere asks of you, dear listener. So now let's dig back into today's topic. Mm 
And we're back. Here we are at episode 214 of the Nurse Keith Show. Thanks for being here with me and Chris Clark of NP.com. Before the break, we were talking all about statistics and legislation and the challenges faced by nurse practitioners and the struggles we've been having and the successes around creating more autonomy of practice for nurse practitioners and all advanced practice registered nurses. So Chris, thanks for being here. And, you know, we were talking about legislation. Are you hopeful that within, let's say, a decade, we will be at 50 states plus U.S. territories with full autonomy? Or do you think it's going to take longer? You know, I am. I consider myself an optimistic guy, and I I would love to be hopeful. Unfortunately, I think it's going to take a little longer than a decade. Mm-hmm. I definitely foresee some states, maybe I'd say maybe another ten. You know, transitioning over to a full independent practice, but not the full fifty. And you know why? It's because of this physician. The physician lobbyists with their hold on these um, state governments, and it's just you know it's. It's it's powerful, and you know there's going to be a lot of minds to change and a lot of opinions to correct. So it's going to take some time. It, it will take some time. Yeah, it's going to take time, and that's okay. We've got time, and well, the American public doesn't have time because no, our preventive no. health and all of the stats around obesity and diabetes and hypertension and preventable diseases, lifestyle diseases, if you will, those are not looking good. So we definitely need to move the needle on that. And it's going to take some time. And you're right. There's a stranglehold here that we have to slowly pry open, right? We have that, you know, out of my, out of my, my cold dead hands, you know, but (laughs) I talk to a lot of physicians who are totally into it. They think NPs are amazing and they think NPs should have autonomy of practice. So, you know, for any medical students or physicians listening right now, if you can get on board with the nurse practitioners and figure out ways to work with them and reach across the aisle, as it were, that would be really wonderful. And if you are a listener right now, and you think this is a really important issue, you don't have to be a nurse practitioner. You don't even have to be planning to be one in order to make your opinions known to your legislators. So, If you are politically active or would like to be, keep track of what's happening in your legislative sessions in your states. And when there are bills coming out around scope of practice and nurse practitioner autonomy and those sorts of things, get involved. And, you know, phone calls and letters mean a lot. But if you can actually go and meet with your legislators, that is even better. So, Chris, have you and or Frank been involved in any legislative efforts or publicizing legislative efforts? So we are always on our social media page, you know, sharing posts about legislation being passed or being considered. You know, like I said, we started this, I'd say early this year. So in January. So we haven't really been able to get involved actively yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do plan on, you know, taking a further stand and getting involved, you know, and anything active NP can do to support, you know, the movement, we're more than willing to do. Mm-hmm. So 
That's great. And something I would recommend considering for your website, and it is a great website. It has a map of 2010 nurse practitioner state practice environments, so you can see what's going on there. You know, you might eventually add a resource page that shows any legislation that's coming out that people well, want to pay attention to. Well, Keith, it's interesting that you, you you mentioned that because that's actually our next steps. We plan on, oh. you know, providing a page with all these uh, bills that are out and, you know, all this, all these resources so people can follow. So everyone listening, stay tuned because, you know, we're, we're going to add this and uh, it'll be just an easy way to follow and see what the your local state governments are doing. Right. Well, Chris, I have a confession. I've been reading your mail. And I know what you all are planning, so it's okay. Don't worry. Um, I your secrets are safe with me, so good, no good. no problem at all. So let's talk a little bit about business, okay? So you and Frank are business people and web people. You understand the digital world and digital and content marketing and web design. So let's say we have a nurse practitioner listening, and she or he is thinking, huh. I really would like to do this, and I am scared to death of even considering what it would mean to create an LLC or an S Corp or a J Corp and set up set up my bank accounts and a checking account and get business credit cards and figure out my business plan. And then how am I going to market and which social media platforms do I get on? And I hate Facebook and da, 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 da right? And I often hear from people who have businesses and maybe they have a website and they say, well, I don't do social media. And I'm like, well, if you want to be a business person in the 21st century, you'd better get comfortable with it pretty damn fast or hire someone to do it for you. So what are you hearing from these NPs who are either actively having businesses or considering having businesses? What are the fears and concerns that they might be bringing to you? Well, I think the biggest fear out there is just the unknown. You know, they focus on providing uh, healthcare services to patients. So they really, this is really an untapped world for them unless they have some background in uh, digital web design or marketing. Okay. Uh, but it really is a crucial aspect of any business. You know, there are about 7 billion local searches on Google each month. So if you're not online, you know, you're, you're going to suffer. And any of these NPs concerned about it, you know, if you just look up the stats and, you know, here at Active MP, we explain every single step, what exactly it is we're going to do to help them, you know, how much it's going to cost them. We spell it out for them and we try to make it them feel as comfortable as possible because we understand, you know, that this isn't what they want to do, but they need to do it, you know? So like I said, we're here to help them through this whole process and, and make this an easy transition, you know, and there are tons of resources online. Getting an LLC is as easy as going on LegalZoom, you know, mm -hmm. uh, there's, there's tons of these platforms that allow them to do it. But what I do recommend is I recommend they create a checklist of exactly everything they need, because without that, they're going to miss steps. They're going to skip steps and then it's going to, it's going to come back later. And, you know, it might, it might cause some trouble for them. So they, I, my recommendation is just for them to be very organized. And, you know, there are people like me and my partner, Frank, that can help them. You know, all they have to do is reach out and just ask. 
That's right. And other guests I've had have also mentioned when we're talking about business, they mentioned SCORE, where many people can go and talk to retired executives and just get initial information and advice and mentoring about how to start a business. They're not going to do everything, but they will give you at least the basics of, say, a business plan and setting up all those things, and also your small business administration in your area. However, if you need someone to actually build you a website, or talk about digital marketing, what I've generally heard, well, SCORE and the Small Business Association are not going to help you build a website. They might give you a few referrals, but a lot of the people at SCORE that I've encountered are older executives who are retired and maybe aren't really clued into the digital marketing world. So you definitely take anything anyone says with a grain of salt, especially if they are not keen on social media or web presence. Don't you think, Chris? Of course, you know, it's all about research, 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 mm -hmm. and, you know, really studying the industry before you make a decision and go, go along with somebody, you know, for instance, we always like to provide examples and talk about past clients and experiences that we've we've had that way they can interpret it in their own in their own practice. Mm -hmm. Right. And when people come to you and they have these fears and concerns and they're not quite sure where they should go next and you know there's so many different aspects that they need to be concerned about. What is the first thing a nurse practitioner should do or a nurse who wants to start a business? What's the very first action they should take? A business plan. A business the very plan. First, the very first action they should be taking if they want to open their own business is create a business plan because that is a step-by-step -step guideline to what you're expecting in, in regards to clientele, revenue, uh, your goals. You know, It is the basis and the foundation of, of everything that you're working for. That's so true. And something I always say, and I'll say it here again, is that business has not changed since the days of people living in caves. You know, 100%. We have money now, of course, but nothing has really changed. So you had a Neanderthal or Neanderthal, as they say now, um, <laughs> who knew how to sharpen bones so that you could stick a piece of meat and put it in the fire, right? And then you have another Neanderthal who knows how to make clothing from skins for keeping people warm. And the person who makes the skins or tans the hides doesn't know how to sharpen a bone. So what did they do? They bartered, they traded. And now in the 21st century, yes, some of us barter sometimes, I barter sometimes, but most of us exchange money for a product or a service. So Neanderthals probably didn't think about their niche market, I imagine. Well, maybe uh they did. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they did. but It's lost in history. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> now we need to think about our niche market. So if a nurse practitioner decides, well, say she's an adult gerontological nurse practitioner, and she wants to open her own private practice here in Santa Fe, which, by the way, would be a really good idea. So come on down. But uh, I digress. So if she wants to start a practice here, she needs people to find her. And print advertising, from my perspective, is generally mostly a waste of time. Not completely, not always. It depends on your market. But if you know who you want to reach, you know where they are, you know what they like, you know where they shop, you understand those people, that informs your business plan, right? 
of course. Right. And and to just add on to that, in regards to gerontology, mm-hmm. uh, you know, most of these individuals aren't going to be on social media. You know, they're not going to be as fluent in in web or, you know, really using a computer. True. Um, so, I mean, there's definitely strategies to go about doing this. And, you know, with Google ads and and, you know, the social media marketing, if you, for example, if you would want to reach out to someone like that, not only would you be targeting people around their age, but you'd also probably want to target individuals in there that are middle-aged, you know, that are po- potentially taking care of their parents, you know? So it's, there's a lot of thought and strategy that goes into it that, that always needs to be considered. That is so, so very true. I'm glad you brought that up. I had a guest on recently, Stephanie Frederick, who's an independent RN patient advocate. So she has her own business. And what she does is she's generally contacted by the children of elderly people. And usually the children live hundreds, if not thousands of miles away, and they're looking for someone to make sure mom and dad do okay, and they get the care that they need. And if you want to hear Stephanie Frederick's interview, head over to nursekeith.com forward slash episode 201 to hear that interview, to hear about what Stephanie had to say. So let's say we have an elder here in Santa Fe, and his children live in Chicago and Miami. So they're Googling, looking for, oh my God, who can take care of dad in Santa Fe? I need someone to actually, you know, make sure dad does what he needs to do and gets what he needs. So they're going to Google nurses, nurse practitioners, case managers, etc. And if you come up in that Google search, you're in much better shape. So people need to find you. And those stupid yellow pages they drop off in my driveway still, very few people look at them. They almost all get recycled. <laughs> so, <laughs> except for the people who are in their 70s and 80s, maybe, who still use the yellow pages. So you're right. People need to get reached. So in terms of active NP, before we come to a close, list for me some of the services that you all offer to nurse practitioners or nurses or healthcare professionals who want to start a business and need an online presence? What are the main things that you do? So web design is definitely one of them, okay. you know, along with building websites, it's also very important for individuals to revamp their site and redesign it because, you know, it's, it's important to make sure that you have a sleek look. Yes. Um, you, you also want to make sure that your website's responsive and, you know, and it can conform to any, any screen, for instance, tablet or iPhone. So you got to make sure it conforms to these devices so that people can actually have a pleasant customer experience. You know, if you look, if you listen to Steve Jobs or, you know, any of the great entrepreneurs throughout history, it's all about customer experience. So you got to make sure your patients have a nice screen that they can look at and that everything is functioning perfectly. Now, besides for web design, we also do inbound and outbound marketing. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we offer a few uh, packages. Uh, I'll, I'll list a few of them. We have our Google ads package. So we're basically along with the individual's budget, we'll set up the ads with keywords, certain demographics and everything so they can reach the right clientele because just putting up a Google ad is doing nothing for you if you don't set it up correctly. So true. Uh, And the same goes for social media. You got to make sure you're targeting the right demographic in the right area with the right keywords. What are they looking for? Make sure you put it down correctly. All this is so crucial with any paid advertising. But, you know, we also look at 
building a website and building a social media page. So we offer uh, blog posts. We'll uh, write blog posts to uh, to boost up your SEO mm-hmm. because. SEO without paid advertising, that's where you're going to get noticed. That's where it's going to tell you, that's where you're going to show up on Google. Right. And that's so, search engine optimization for those who are not clued into that term. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And, uh, what was that? I, I was just going to say that that content marketing is so important. You can't just have a website that's like a brochure that sits there because Google will eventually index that site down in the index and it's not going to show up anymore. So Google likes to see fresh content on a regular basis, correct? Correct. And you know, along with like these self do yourself platforms like Square, Squarespace or Wix, mm-hmm. you know, the the big problem with the website is that they like you said if it doesn't have the right content or the right or the right information on it, Google will put it down. Yeah. So, you know, people doing it themselves, they really have to take time and analyze their website to make sure that it's running at optimal capacity. If not, you know, the website's doing nothing for you. Very true. Very true. And, you know, if people want to check out what you all do, it's at activenp.com, right? And then yes. on LinkedIn, you are ActiveNP. It's a company page. And you're yes. also on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, correct? Correct. Well, we are on uh, Facebook. We're, we're in the midst of creating a Twitter account, but we are on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Great. Great. Okay. So that's really important too. We want people to be able to find what you do and understand what that web presence means. So activenp.com is definitely the place to go. And before we say goodbye, Chris, is there anything else we haven't talked about that you want to make sure we slip in in these last couple minutes? I just want to say for anybody listening that is considering a a career in nursing, Mm -hmm. go for it because, you know, it is a rewarding career. Just all, all the feedback I hear from these nurses taking care of patients, it's, it's incredible. And, you know, I've, I've considered, you know, maybe even going back to school to become a nurse because this is just, it's a really beautiful field that with, with great people in it. And, you know, it's just, it's, it seems so rewarding. Hmm. Wow. Well, I hear the audience cheering, saying, go for it, Chris, go for it. (laughs) And then you can show us how it's done. So that's great. You know, consider that. Talk to me if you need any advice. And (laughs) that is so important to know that someone like you recognizes the importance of nursing, because we, we like to hear from other people in other industries that they recognize who nurses are and what they do. Even if general citizens don't know exactly what we're capable of, they still rank us in the Gallup poll as the most trustworthy and honest professionals in the country every single year. It's been 18 years straight now. So, you know, nurses are up there in the public consciousness and we're trusted and we can really reset and help 21st century healthcare go up a number of notches, but we need to have the autonomy to be able to make that happen. And I really appreciate you all going to bat for nurses and making this happen and having a say in this process. It's so important. I really want to thank you for that. Of course, of course. And just real quick too, I just wanted to 
uh, touch up on just about what nurses or nurse practitioners can do as far as opening their own business. You know, mm-hmm. the list goes on and on from adult daycares to wound care nurse to senior care to medical spas, weight loss clinics, uh, health blogging. It's just a never ending entrepreneurial scape, you know, and at activemp.com on our homepage, we also have a list of certain examples that, you know, aspiring nurse entrepreneurs could take up. So, you know, feel free to check that out and just look at some of the stats on there. It's great stuff. Oh, that's excellent. Well, Chris Clark from activenp.com. Thank you so much. This is inspiring and it'll be great information for people to glean and they can go to the show notes and learn more about ActiveNP and hopefully get in touch with you. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Keith. Of course. This was great. Of course. Thank you. Well, there you have it. Thank you for listening to the Nurse Keith Show. And remember, the show notes for this episode are at nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 214. I hope you feel uplifted and empowered. And maybe you're going to go out and take one more inspired action today and tomorrow and the next day in the interest of your career development and professional satisfaction. The Nurse Keith Show is edited and produced by Tim Hollowell, thepodcastinggroup.com, and his amazing team. And social media and promotion are handled by the equally amazing Mark Cappy Speeson. Stay positive, care for yourself and others, and keep tuning in again and again as we explore how to take your life and career to that next level. Be well. Dig deep, seek joy, keep in touch, and adios till next time from Nurse Keith in cloudy and rainy Santa Fe, New Mexico, and Chris Clark in beautiful New York City. New York City. Okay, this is Chris and Keith. We are out. See you next time. Mm